This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. The information and opinions are derived from individuals and are not to be taken as a guarantee. We here at In The Money provide you with content, not a guarantee of performance. We are not liable for any bets or action you take as a result of this podcast. Fitzpatrick fucking up. We all knew that was going to happen. You can't even... All right, fine. I'll save it, I'll save it for the pod because I don't agree with it. What? No, I'll say, save it for the discussion. Keep it fresh. Well, I think uh, my take is very... We can start. I'm recording. We can start any time. But I I just feel like that was a very Fitzpatrick game, you know? I mean, I disagree because, like, yeah, I know after the first half, you see the three interceptions. You're like, all right, Fitzpatrick being Fitzpatrick. We all said it as we were watching it. We were all thinking the same thing. But at the same time, like, at the end of the game, he brought them back into it. He still threw for over 400 JP, yards. JP, didn't I say he would? He threw didn't for I say, JP, didn't I say he would tease you just enough? Can I finish my thought? He I'm finished, watching pretty videos on Twitter. He finished <laughs> for over 400 yards. First quarterback in NFL history to throw for three consecutive games of over 400 yards. He still threw for three touchdowns. Granted, the three interceptions kind of sucked. One of them wasn't really his fault. And, you know, two bound to happen. I still think he played a solid game, gave him the chance to win. I think it was a terrible decision to pump for, to punt it on fourth down at the end of the game. Uh, they should have went for it on fourth down, in my opinion. But I, I disagree with the Fitzpatrick take. I'm telling you, he was going to make you believe just enough to make him come back one more week. I, I, did, I think he was coming back next week no matter even – unless he had an atrocious game. Unless he had a terrible game. Yeah, like, three interceptions. That's, that's mm. not that bad. Because she bougie. Got me feeling woozy. I'm rolling loosely. She begging, she can't be choosy. We make a movie yeah. starring Ricky Ricardo, and she my Lucy. It's a rap, put the bean up on the map. Yeah, I need my pockets fat, so I ain't got time to chat. Yeah. In the trees, like I'm sat. What? They don't get it, take a lap. Yeah. Waking up to a snap, in the booth, take a nap. Why her mom have to say she never seen something this rare? When you see me and come up to me, just say what's poppin', player. What's poppin'? You can hit me and come kick it, we can put one in the air. Cause I'm smoking like I'm Willie, play guitar just like a mayor. Yeah. Like keeping the fairways, just Will Smith do like being a man. Uh, <laughs> Cause like I guess today's his birthday, and he, he like said this thing like months ago that he was gonna bungee jump out of a helicopter over the Grand Canyon, and he like made like made a whole thing. One like he was the number one trending topic on Twitter, which is just like genius PR on his part, like just like brand recognition and the name out there, like. Smart in in that video. Also, just like I saw the video, it looked pretty fucking cool. Like going to jump in a heli- helicopter in the Grand Canyon. So I'd definitely sign up for that if I could. But yeah, Will Smith is always just doing cool shit. Would you try to jump? You would skydive. I would do it. If yeah, but like I would want to do it somewhere with like like that's really scenic. So like a cool beach or something. Okay. Or like mountains. Like, I wouldn't want to just do it in, like, a random field in New Jersey or Pennsylvania because, like, people do that, and it's, like, I feel like that's, like, if you're going to fucking do it, like, do it, like, commit to it and make it big, you know? No, I agree. That's like, a good take. That's a good when, take. I was, when I was touring the country a few years ago, like, the people I was, like, with, they did it. They went skydiving, like, in Indianapolis, and I was, like... Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to do this. I, I'm not going to do this fucking here. I'll do know? it in, like, Switzerland or some shit, like, in the Alps. <laughs> Hey. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm not I'm not skydiving. Not Honestly, guy. I don't have much. It's not much appeal to me. I'm not a heights guy. I mean, yeah, for me, to each their own for sure. Most people, I mean, a lot of people don't like heights. Uh, I'm I'm I like a good thrill and 
I like the excitement and uh, the adrenaline rush. And at the same time, it's like, all right, if I'm going to die, like, if that's what's going to kill me, like, I, like I, I have honestly better odds of getting hit by a bus in New York City than, like... There are worse places going out. Yeah, like... Like, it's all just a matter of fucking circumstance and chance. So, like, if, if that's, like, what's going to be, then... Like, I have higher odds of getting killed doing other things that I do, so, like, whatever. I'll let you pick that one up, JP. Pick what up? That nice soliloquy from Conrad. Uh, I missed it. <laughs> I'm still deep in greedy videos. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's a hundred, that's a joke, right? Like, that's a troll job. Yeah, I Bro, like, I feel like it's bad enough it's that they got enough attention and it worked, but it is it is funny. Like he is legitimately funny. No, like, it is. I think I think but he's I, one of the best mascots ever. Ever. Do you think it's real? So this yeah, is a nice like, segue. This, this, this is a nice segue into my keep it in the fairway, which is the gritty mascot. Gritty is like the perfect mascot for Philadelphia. They kept that shit right down the fairway with an ugly looking mascot that's hilarious. That's out there shooting people with a t-shirt cannon on the ice. He's out here five seconds in. He's on the fucking floor because he's a clown. Scaring fucking kids out there. Like, this This is the most Philadelphia mascot of all time. And it's, it's honestly hilarious. That's honestly a pretty good take. I mean, Philly's just a bunch of fucking goons, you're right. And, like, that thing is just, like... <laughs> just makes no sense it's just doing stupid shit. I feel like Philly people don't make shit. Don't, don't make sense they do stupid shit. The Super Bowl reaction videos were enough for me to to have a good idea of the personnel that we're working with in Philly, so Slenderman, you have a you have a view on the gritty mascot? Yeah, I don't like it. It's whack. I think the the Kim Kardashian picture reenactment was a little fucking weird. That I was a little much. You think that was funny? I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I mean, I didn't think it was that funny. You literally shot a guy with a t-shirt game. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that actually was funny. <laughs> that part of it is funny. I would say genuine humor there from Grady. <laughs> what do you think his instructions even, were? Even just saying that, you can't not laugh when you say your genuine humor from Grady. <laughs> what do you think, like, his ma- like the handlers of him, like, the pe- the stunt experienced people, what do you think they told him? They were like, yo, just go be a fucking idiot. Like, Slenderman, <laughs> we need your insight on this. As a former mascot, can you give us a breakdown of, of Grady's performance so far? I mean, Gritty is, Gritty is stepped into the role as a rook and is taking a lead by storm here. Uh, I think the other guys really got to watch out. Even natural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's not easy to go viral. It's really not, Especially not when you're in the NA, not when you're related really? to the NHL. The NHL, is like, the NHL is like herpes for social media. I, they can't get anything right. Until, until yesterday, until Gritty, I didn't even know the NHL had mascots, period. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, that, that is the NHL keeping the fairway. Yeah, I mean that's the NHL right there. <laughs> that's that's the NHL keeping the fairway. Yeah, that fact that no one gives a fuck about actual NHL, but they give a, a fuck about no, 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 no. That every team, like a lot of teams, have mascots, and this is the first one anybody knows about because he's awful and <laughs> hysterical. 
That's the NHL. Like, that's the NHL in a fucking nutshell. This is the worst run league of all time. Like, I, I like Gritty. I like Gritty because I, you know, I'm a big Phillies fan, and he reminds me a lot of the Fanatic. But, like, the, fa- like, the, the Fanatic was doing crack for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get Gritty. Then you get Gritty. Gritty. He kind of looked like a, like a meth-induced Fanatic. <laughs> fanatic, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> My keeping in the fairway here is... Uh, is Fitzpatrick Fitzpatricking all over Monday Night Football last night. Uh, there's one thing you can count on Fitzpatrick. It's to be pretty much great or terrible when he plays. Uh, there's really not much in between. Uh, and throwing interceptions on three straight possessions last night. Uh, and then coming back and throwing for three TDs and 400 yards. And having arguably the best touchdown celebration from a white guy in NFL history last night. Uh, I think that was about as Fitzpatrick as it gets. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, Fitzpatrick is, uh, and I and I said it, I said it to JP. We were sitting here watching the game, and I legitimately said, Fitzpatrick's going to throw a bunch of interceptions tonight. He threw the bunch of interceptions, and it was in the first half. And I turned to JP and I said, he's going to throw it just well enough to make you believe that he's got this for one more week. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. Now, next week, this next week, I'm not sure. I think he might come out and have a good game. And then after that, he's just done for. Like, next week is his last, like, good week, and it's a big hurrah. And then after that, he's just shit. Yo, one thing I will say on Fitzpatrick, though, this year is this Buccaneers team is loaded with weapons like Mike Evans Deshaun Jackson Godwin is actually a player too he had a, he had a nice touchdown grab last night bad fumble but God for that then you've got OJ Howard who's looking like he's going to be a stud and Bright is a nice red some guy like I, I mean try me out at quarterback man I'm throwing for 200 yards oh you know? 100% the, they, the Bucks have a ton of great offensive weapons out there except they have no running game yeah. No. Don't talk about Peyton Barber like they that. They can't. They can't run. <laughs> they can't run at all. Yeah, like Slenderman, have let let JD uh, rehash his Ronald Jones hysteria. No one has a bigger no one has a bigger hard on for a piece of trash than JD does for Ronald Jones. Who can't get on the field. Yes, somehow is just the difference maker the Bucks need, but they're just purposely holding him out. <laughs> they're of the just game. purposely hiding him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say they were purposely hiding him. You're mincing words. Oh, that's true. You didn't say that. No. What, yeah, I'm saying that. What I what I am saying is what I am saying is. Sure. I, I, I watched. I watched Ronald Jones in college, and he was He was pretty good. And I'm watching these guys out here, Peyton Barber and whoever, and they're terrible. You know who I watched? I think he would translate just a little bit better. And I don't know. I don't know why he's not getting a, 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 even a sniff. Let him at least have a couple runs. We haven't even seen him have one run in the fucking regular season. Uh, I don't think he's going to be good, but he's got to he, be better he, than what they have. He's hurt. He was a healthy scratch from this last Healthy scratch. He's a healthy scratch. He's not hurt. He literally went into camp like that was his job to win. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he was so – now he can't even get on the field. Like, that's how bad he prefer- – like, they wanted it to be him. And he just could not give them any justification for putting him in the game. Like, that's just the way that I look at it. You're probably right, but like, he can't be this bad. I'm sorry, like he's he's got to be better than these guys. I just feel like because I thought watching college, he was actually a decent player. He's a great athlete, you know. First year, like whatever. 
Tom, 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 Tom. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering that it's the Tampa Bay coaching staff because we all know Dirk Cutter is not a very good coach. I'm gonna throw out an alternative theory here. They're actually they actually have a running game. They've just been game scripted out of running each game they've been in because they've been fucking blowout shootout passing games. I like I like that. I like that take right there. They didn't they play they played the Chiefs right. No, they no, haven't played the Chiefs. They, they played the Saints. They, they played the Saints. That, that was, was an a shootout. Absolute shootout. Yeah. And then we won the Eagles. And the Eagles. The Eagles, whose defense has been looking might looking mightily suspect lately. So. So Fitzpatrick has just been forced to throw like. Well, this last game was this last game was. It was I mean, it was, it, they couldn't move the ball in the first quarter. They couldn't get. No, it took throw. time to get going, but they ended up. No, eventually. but in the second half, in the second half, they had to throw because they were down by like twenty points by halftime. Oh, so you're blaming the defense then? It's the defense. No, I'm just saying their first couple of games have been. Their defense is definitely suspect. Their defense is definitely suspect. That's true. Well, um, so, I think, so I, think so I like them. I like them in an overbet a lot. So is the Chiefs defense. I, I like this. I like, them. I like both those teams in the overbet a lot this season. All right, can we talk about the Chiefs for a moment? Do you guys think this? I mean, obviously Mahomes' current pace is not sustainable, just based off of everything that we know in NFL history. Like, water finds its level in the sense that there's no way he's going to continue throwing touchdowns at this rate. But do you still think, like, the Saints are going to be, like, a threat to win it all this year? Do you think they're... The Chiefs. The, the Chiefs are, yeah. Do you think they're a threat to, like, win the Super Bowl as contenders? Because right now, everyone's saying they've looked all the part, but their defense is kind of questionable, and I don't think this Mahomes pace is sustainable. I think they're going to be a playoff team again. They're going to be a good playoff team. Um, they're going to be dangerous because they can score. Like, playoff teams that can score generally don't end up winning the championship, but they end up, you know, beating it. They could always beat a team that you wouldn't expect them to. Yeah. Um, the AFC seems kind of wide open at this the point. The AFC is wide open, but, you know, all it takes is for them to be on at the right night because I would say they're probably, you know, one of the top four teams in the AL. In the AFC. In the AFC, sorry. In the AFC? Yeah, 100%. I mean, currently, like, right now, like, at this moment, you'd say they are the best team, obviously, like. But, like, if you were to really rank, if you were to really rank, in your opinion, the top the top four teams in the, in the uh, AFC. Yeah, I mean, I think the Patriots, I think the Steelers, probably. The Jaguars. The Jaguars and the Chiefs. And that's kind of not how it's played out for the Steelers this season. No. But, I mean, one, what, 1-1-1? One, one, one? Slenderman, thoughts on that, the current AFC landscape, specifically the Chiefs? I think the Chiefs are looking great. I don't think this is another Andy Reid fluke. I really don't. Mahomes, I think, is the real deal. Isn't that what people thought the last Andy Reid fluke? I don't know, man, because, like... Who was the last Andy Reid fluke? Last year, Alex. I mean, Alex I mean, going, every year. Go all the way back to, to McNabb was the last time Reid had really good, a, a really good quarterback, you know? And they made the, the championship game every year. I don't think that's really that far out of, out of the realm for the Chiefs this year. I mean, they're scoring every time they get the rock right now. Like, their first, like, five possession... I was watching red zone, and it felt like they were scoring every 90 seconds. Yeah, I think they... It's dropped like 30 in the first half. Yeah. Uh, I really like them. I, actually, I'm not ready to write Pittsburgh off yet. I think oh, not at all. I'm not they're going to make a play here. They're just too talented, man. I mean, yeah, Juju, AB on the outside. They have a couple of Vance McDonald, that sick run last night. Jesse James is like capable out there. 
It's right. a, couple, a couple good tight ends in addition to the stud receivers. Right. And, and even without Le'Veon, Connor can he can run. And he's not going to give you the pass catching and like the versatility, but he can play. Not often do you hear Connor can run in the in the same. <laughs> JP, you have any thoughts on the Steelers? Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I would just echo what you're saying. I think they'll definitely make a play. They're too talented. The defense looks a little shaky. That's probably the most questionable part of the team. They miss. They really do. I think we've said this before. They miss Ryan Shazier on that defense. They need. They need more linebackers, and their, you know, their run defense isn't good enough. Uh, it it wasn't good enough to you know help stop the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs were also able to have a good running day that day. Luckily, the Bucks can't run, so that wasn't really a threat. exactly. But against the Browns, uh, the, the Browns had a good day against them as well. So that's a defense that I think has to be has to be better in that area. I feel like the Steelers are a really good football team. Their big issue is off the field, just bullshit. bullshit. True. Yeah. One hundred percent. That's like their biggest issue right now. They like it seems like their locker rooms all fucked up. Like Antonio Brown not coming to practice, even if that was like a nothing burger story. Like they they could have they could have spun it better and like told yeah, the like, truth and be like he had a family issue, like he needed to handle it. Like even if that like that was the case, and fucking say it, and it'll calm yeah, people got, down. Like they didn't give you anything unless their PR department is like a bunch of incapable pieces of shit. Honestly, the the Steelers. Do you guys do you guys ever watch Last Chance You? Yeah, I've watched the first season and then I watched part of this season. It kind of fell off because of that coach. So the, this the Steelers kind of feel like the team from this season to me. You know, it's I just like the most yeah, talented yeah, team yeah. out there, and like their coach just cannot get them to play hard or to listen and to stop fucking around. Yeah, which is surprising. And like it's like <laughs> they have like this great player that's like maybe on belt, like and they can't get him like a ride to the game. You know, <laughs> like, what are we doing? How do we not have this guy on the field? Uh, at this point. I mean, but. they're just, like, so committed to standing their ground. Like, obviously, I mean, the re- the relationship with them and Bell is more than severed. Like, that, that ship is long right. But, like, they, they just should not have let it get to this point. Like, a player like him comes around only so often. I know, and they're, they're gearing up for a... a- Title run this year. Like, why don't you give right. a contract? Like, <laughs> that makes no sense to me. They you know, it's, it's like you know this is your this is your window. Like, like lock him up to an ex- like, fucking it up. Like, like two years ago, King uh, JD makes a great point. Like even when if he had time left on his deal, just extend the fuck out of him with a max deal. So you're not if you don't want to give a thir- a 29 year old a five year contract, fine. But like do it when he's younger, still give him a ton of money, and like make this run while you fucking have the pieces. I, I, I think that uh, we can all agree that's a fantastic wandering the woods segment. Oh, yeah. What I did mean, the Steelers perfect. do with that? It's a perfect transition to our next segment. What did the Steelers do with that? Why are they doing that? It's just... I mean, does it does it fall under the same umbrella of the what the fuck the Raiders are doing about the Cleo Mack situation? Because, like, it, I mean, I feel, I feel like it's, like, the two sides funny, of the same that's point. That's funny because, because John Gruden's been out here the past couple weeks being like, you know what we could really use... It's this thing called the pass rush. I think he's and done. everybody and everybody's like, you know what you had? Yeah. One of the best pass rushes in the league, and you gave him away. <laughs> like, what did you think was gonna happen? I mean, I think like that. This uh, wandering the woods is just interchangeable between both those ridiculous front offices by like letting the best, the best defensive and the best offensive players in the league just like just, just give them what they're worth or the market value of them dictates, and you'll have an elite like top notch Hall of Fame type player like in their prime. But like your your ego gets in the way, or you don't want to fork over the dough, like you yeah. don't want to win. Like if you're a professional sports franchise. 
fucking make the deal. Put the best players that you can on the field and you have the opportunity. Yeah, those owners are making so much money. Like, why would they not just pay a guy? Right, and and, get, and they will make an astronomical amount of money if they win the Super Bowl. That's the thing. That's the thing is they should all be aiming for that. Unfortunately, it's not the case, but they should all be aiming for that because, you, as you said, you make so much money fucking winning any championship in any sport. Like, if you look at the Warriors... They've been spending a shit ton of money on their, um, on their on their players and like paying people and like you know they're building a new stadium and everything. So they have high expenses, but they're still just making a shit ton of money yeah. because they're the most f- popular team. Everyone around the world is buying Durant Golden State jerseys. So like as much as some people might disagree with it, you know me included, the Durant decision, you know clearly it's worked out for Golden State from a business aspect. For sure, and obviously, if it, all the blame in that situation lies within Kevin Durant, but 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 that's, but that's what I'm saying is if you're a team, you yeah, know, you're gonna make so much money this. going for it exactly. and having these star players because the next team that has Le'Veon, that contract might be worth it in and of itself by the number of jerseys you're gonna sell. Yeah, and additional seats by having an electrifying player out on the field, like even when your and, team sucks. And Michigan State fans are going to be fans of your team because, like, that's how colleges work. Like, yeah. they root for their own guys. Like, we, I'm always rooting for a cute guy in any sport. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, you, you, you really bring in a whole bunch of money from an electric player like that. I think, I think these owners are just idiots. One, they're making so much money hand over fist. And correct me if I'm wrong, but these contracts aren't even that big. No. What the fuck? No. Like, what does Bell even want? What does he want? Five years? Like 60 million? Yeah, guarantees? dude. Tim Hardaway Jr. makes a way more money than yeah. Le'Veon dude, Bell. Seriously. And Supermax NBA contract is like 40 mil a year. Yeah. That's like, that's right. like the veteran like, contract. This, this is, is a veteran contract. Yeah, even, this isn't even that much money. You won't pay Le'Veon Bell. Like I'm pretty sure like Channing. They offered him like 10 million guaranteed over four years. It's like, how like how Let's remember. Argue? Let's remember. Like Le'Veon was asking for roughly eighteen million a year. <laughs> yeah. Joe Noah gets paid eighteen right. million yeah. a year. Yeah, I mean, so like, let's remember that Lou when Williams, we talk about Lou, this contract. Lou, Lou, Lou Williams makes more money than that. He's like the parallels are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and it's like like what type of backdoor politics or conversations can like justify them being so reluctant to fucking pay that money? I would love to be able to be a fly on the wall in front of office just to like yeah. see that because it better be a fucking good reason that my small <laughs> yeah. brain like it can't think to wrap no my brain sense. around at the no moment. Sense to me. It makes zero sense. I'm with you guys. It's one of the most puzzling things in, in sports right now. Uh, for me, for my wandering in the woods, I'm going to kind of keep it with that owner frustration, but maybe go in a little bit more of the owner can't stay out of the team frustration. Uh, the owner of the Timberwolves. Glenn Taylor, he's out here now dictating to Tom Thibodeau what Tom Thibodeau has to do with Jimmy Butler, saying he has to trade him. Um, and he's saying that publicly. Like, I get it if you want him to trade him, but do this behind closed doors. Now everyone in the world knows that you need to trade him because your owner just said trade him. So now you're not going to be able to get value for him. Whereas you wouldn't know. Maybe Tom Thibodeau would have been able to sell, you know, I'm going to work on him all year and try to get him to sign so that one of these teams would take the chance on being like, no, you know, you know, we got to trade for him now, get him in our culture. You just, as an owner, you just gave away your GM's complete leverage. See, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. However, the second that Jimmy Butler doesn't show up to media day and doesn't show up to the first practice, then everyone's going to know that he's leaving anyway. And then the right. owner and GM lose all their leverage anyway. They lose that same leverage. I kind of – I rarely agree with owners getting involved in this situation. I do because Timito, 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 
Thibodeau, yeah, is being a uh, a hard headed like just stubborn guy. He's like trying to keep us together for his own job safety. But I, but I I fully agree that that relationship is also completely severed. You got to move on from him if he's not going to show up. You need to get some type of but, value. But from I him. totally I, I I get what you're saying. But for me, the part that was the part that I was saying I don't love about it is the idea that he's publicly doing that to Thibodeau. Because he could do that behind closed doors and it makes this a lot simpler for Thibodeau. I'm just saying. Now it's like publicly there's pressure on it. Like I, I don't know that I love that move from an owner. Just stay out of it. If you're going to tell him to do something, tell him to do it, do it privately. You don't need to make a big fuss about it in the media. I don't necessarily hate either of your takes on that. Uh, I get both sides of that. Like the owner, you know, he, he wants to just... He obviously just wants to get rid of him because he, he doesn't want him to be on the team. He's just lying away there. But the, the giving away leverages is probably not a, the smartest move. Uh, my take on this, though, is I actually think trading Jimmy Butler is the right basketball move for the Timberwolves. Like, they're not winning anything signing him to a huge deal anyway. So I actually think trying to get rid of him for younger assets that are more in their team's timeline, like Wiggins and Towns are still 22, 23 years old. Like, they're young guys. You get some draft picks to play with them and grow. I think that's the move for the Timberwolves, honestly. So I, I kind of see where the owner is coming from. He wants to get rid of him. He wants to, he wants to just keep moving and actually kind of rebuild and maybe take a half step back to move that three steps forward. I, I don't know. No, yeah, t- I, sorry, man. That's a that's a great point. I had not even thought of that, but I I mean I agree with that completely. It's a mutually beneficial split. I think Jimmy Butler wants to go more to more of a win now team. Also, the fact that like he just is completely hating that locker room because he he uh, cucked Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> friend. I think that uh, is also a contributing factor as to why Jimmy Butler doesn't feel so welcome. Um, and <laughs> but yeah, I think it's beneficial for both parties to just like get a break. Timberwolves get some assets. And, Ball and go to a contender. That, and we'll see this year, but I think that if there is an immediate improvement from Timberwolves <laughs> this year, especially from some of their young players like uh, Towns and Wiggins, we, we might see the end of Thibodeau pretty quickly in, we, in Minnesota. I think he's kind of a trash coach, so I'd support it. I mean, last year, I mean, he was, last year he was not a good coach, but historically he's been a very good coach. But last year he was not very good. Like in hindsight... Do the Timberwolves almost wish they still had Levine and marketing? You know, like yes. Oh, that's oh, such a draft oh, and, and I mean, so. it's 2020 hindsight, obviously. And Levine's got a big deal. And but I don't know that they wanted to. Be, I don't but know that they wanted to. Great. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't know they wanted to pay Levine anyway. I, I don't think and they that, really did. But even marketing is better right now for them than Jimmy Butler because marketing is up and coming. He's real. I agree. Imagine him and Towns together. That would be a sick combination. I, I agree. And who and what point guard yeah. is not wanting to play with that team? Jeff, I mean, you've got Wiggins on the wing, and then you've got two big men that can play in space. Like, that's a tough team. Well, as you said, Hante's 2020. And I think <laughs> I'm excited to see where the Wolves are at in, let's say, like two years. I'm sure it'll be a I always thought in that initial trade that the Bulls shouldn't have had to trade back their first round pick to Minnesota. Um, then they got Justin. Oh, was... They got Justin Patton out of it. That's just a bad pick. Yeah. Who the fuck's Justin Patton? Exactly. He was out of the And and like OG Ananobi was still on the board. 
Kuzma was still on the board. Josh Hart was still on the board. I mean, uh, Sammy Ogilvy was on the board. board. Sammy Ogilvy was on the board. Jordan Bell was on the board. Mitchell Robinson. No, this is a different draft. Uh, Dylan Brooks was on the board. (laughs) Sterling Brown was on the board. Like, those are all guys who saw minutes already, like, in the NBA. That, you know, that's, that's also on them not being able to pick at that, at that spot. Yeah. You know, they, if they had had Kuzma, would they feel a whole lot better about themselves? Probably. That's what I'm saying. So, part of that is they just didn't draft well. It wasn't that bad of a deal. They had the protection. They just fucked up the protection part. Because they're they also did. kind of I mean, an incompetent organization, which makes me think that at number seven, they wouldn't have picked Laurie Market. Probably not. You're thinking, yeah... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Martian's probably one of the players you consider there. Maybe you go Dennis Smith. As such an incompetent organization, you know they wouldn't have selected the the, right, the, exactly. the diamond in the rough, Frank Nilakina. So they would have they would have probably taken Luke Kennard with the seventh pick. That's what, <laughs> like, that's what they would have done. Luke Kennard went twelve. They probably would have been like, oh, this is the guy because he could shoot and he's white. Like we'll take him, and they would have fucked that up. Right. That's that is Minnesota basketball. They're gonna find a way to fuck it up. The Pistons have got to be kicking themselves for that pick, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, mainly because it was one pick before Donovan Mitchell. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, mainly because of that. Music in the background. Investigator Al on the case. All right, Investigator Al. Why don't, why don't you tell us what case you've been working on this week? <laughs> so my case this week uh, some premium private investigating. Uh, was taking a look into the... The big theory and talking point of Monday night, which was Jason Witten's gigantic, really uncontrollable hands that he's got on Monday Night Football here. <laughs> Every time he talks, they're just kind of out to play. It's like he's never put them in his pockets before. It's like he literally looks at his hands like he's never seen them before. Uh, and I, I got to say, I do kind of appreciate it because now I understand why he never dropped a pass in his entire NFL career. Uh, but Jesus Christ, like, he's pretty awful on Monday Night Football, I got to say. Uh, and the hands thing is really weirding me out. And I, I have I have cross references with uh, the dark web, otherwise known as Twitter. Uh, and we... Uh, we are gaining a following on this topic. There are many other people who have commented on Jason Witten's bizarre hand motions and usage. Do you think he needs to get custom fit gloves when he uh, goes winter clothes shopping? Uh, I think so. I think he might, be, he, he might just be a mittens guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he just needs to have like an old grandmother like wool blanket, a blanket glove out of yarn for him. <laughs> Uh, they probably just not don't have his size in the stores. All right. Well, thank you, Investigator Al, for that uh, illumination there for us. Uh, we're gonna Slenderman. we're gonna yeah, Detective 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 Slenderman. Um, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead now and take a look at uh, this NFL week at some at some bets that we like. So I think we're going to go ahead and start with the, the spread bets for the week. I, I could go ahead and start with this one. Um, for me, I really like the Dallas Cowboys minus three against the Detroit Lions. I think the Cowboys have actually been decent this season. Um, I really like their defense. Not last weekend. No, not last weekend. Um, 
I like their ability to get after the quarterback in this game against the Detroit Lions offensive line that has struggled so far this season. And I look for Ezekiel Elliott to have a big game. Um, they're only minus three at minus 113 odds this week against Detroit. I, I like that for my spread of that. Where's the game? The game is in Dallas. I think Dallas is due for a bounce back, like just in theory, but at the same time, from what I've seen from them so far, I think they look pretty fucking terrible. That vaunted offensive line is not looking uh, so intimidating right now. Even though they have that, they have Zeke, they haven't been able to do shit. Is it Prescott? Is it the play calling? Is it the lack of wide receivers? The fact that there's so many questions that you need to ask kind of raised a red flag for me. So I'm kind of out on the Cowboys, personally. So I, you, I'll take the Lions. You want to make, make a bet on this one? A side wager? A side wager. No, I'm not that confident in the team that the Jets beat 48-17, to but... So you're just disagreeing with this agree. You don't no, actually I just, believe it, but I just, you're disagreeing. I just don't want to put a... I'm, I'm not that confident in the Lions. That's just the, my opinion on the game. Slenderman, you got a pick for your spread bet? Uh, my spread bet? Uh, I like the Jags minus 7.5 at home against the Jets this week. You uh, fuck yourself. But actually... For my pick of the week, I'll go ahead and take the Saints minus three and a half at the Giants. Uh, I think New Orleans is a way better football team than the Giants. The Giants beat a Houston team that's been hugely disappointing last week. Uh, and I, I think New Orleans handles them pretty easily. New Orleans offense is looking kind of outrageous. I mean, I don't even like see Kamara's stat line anymore, but like I just see in fantasy that he scores like 25 to 40 points every week, so he's obviously fucking killing it. Michael Thomas is just a monster out there, Megatron Jr. Uh, he like has 38 catches on 40 targets, which is probably 20 more targets than the next closest receiver in the league, which is like Jarvis Landry. I think he is just... A monster. That whole Saints offense looks like it's rolling, so I, I kind of like that pick as well, Slenderman. What do you guys uh, What do you guys think about the new look Bills with plus ten points on the Packers? Honestly, I, this is one game I was actually really scared to take because the Packers have looked kind of bad. Aaron yeah, Rodgers looks Packers. like he's injured, and and I guess Buffalo kind of got their shit together last week. Last I don't, week they I don't know if I believe good. in Buffalo, but I also don't know if I believe in Green Bay. The game's at, La- at Lambeau, though. At the same time, I think... This is Josh Allen's start, right? Yeah, yeah, Josh Allen's start. I'm very torn on this as well. Like, like part of me wants to start thinking, like, Packers at home, Rodgers, like, he'll have his way. That's true. But then the other part of me is like, hold on a second. Like, the Bills just scraped the Vikings mm-hmm. fucking man. Yeah, and and, and Rodgers hasn't looked and, great. And the Rodgers hasn't looked great, and the Packers' defense hasn't looked great. Yeah. So, the Packers' pass defense is highly suspect, man. Like, Alex Smith was lighting them up. Yeah, when the skins are dropping 31 on you, you know you're in some trouble. Yeah, I mean, they lost by two touchdowns to the Redskins. Yeah, uh, that's bad. But I don't know if I – that's a tough line because it's it's back in a reasonable territory against the Bills, you know? Yeah, uh, um, I'd stay away from that. Uh, if you had to put a gun to my head, I would take the Packers minus 10, though. I don't think the Bills have that in them two games in a row. Yeah, I agree. I think they've got him. The Packers need to run the ball more. Yeah, fucking Jamal Williams ain't doing shit in fantasy. Maybe Aaron Jones will right. figure it out. What do you but, guys? Uh, what do you guys think about? I guess for my pick, uh, Chargers at minus ten against the Forty ers which are fucked up six ways. 
Oh, Chargers minus ten. Love, love Chargers minus ten. Love that. Yeah, I would hammer that. Yeah. The, the Niners' defense is terrible, and like Niners defense. That one, that one, that one could have been seventeen. I might hammer. Like CJ Bathard coming in. Like they're starting running back out. They're starting quarterback out. Like they're they're fucked every which way right now. Especially if they have a brand new quarterback coming in they signed this week. I mean, who yeah. going to play? Uh, and the Chargers offense, like, per usual, Phillip Rivers is still, like, leading a, a, yeah, high-powered all. Like, uh, Keenan Allen. I mean, they're Keenan, throwing the ball. Yeah, like, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams is just a red zone monster grabbing touchdowns. Antonio Gates still out there making plays. Moose, you gotta... You gotta yeah, yeah, I'll go into my pick. So, I'm loving the Eagles minus four at Tennessee. I think Tennessee is fraud alert city. I'm ringing the bell right now. They're terrible. Their offense is disgusting. Uh, they can't score the ball. Like is like Blaine Gabbert gets hurt. Mariota comes out with an arm sling from the sideline to come in and like win a nine to six. Just disgusting disgrace of a football game. I think I hate the Titans. I'm out on them. I think the Eagles went his back in his second game. He'll hit his stride. He was obviously a little rusty in the first game, but that's kind of to be expected. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey may be back. I haven't seen any update on him. But I think the Eagles will you know, hit their stride and kind of handle the Titans at, uh, on the road. All right, let's move into our, our money lines. Wow, no selections. No, no room for conversation. Okay. I actually, well, sorry. I, I really, I really like that pick. I think it's, I think it's a really good pick. I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna take that one later for my lock it in. Oh gosh. Lock. Eagles got actually, Eagles have injury uh, problems right now though. JJ might not play. Alshon might not play. I don't think Ajay is like good enough to like not be able to work around. Like Corey Clemens actually been pretty solid in his place. It's more about the Titans than it's about the Eagles though. Yeah. Even more than that, the Titans are. Fine. I actually think Tennessee's D is real though. I think they're actually getting no credit. Mariota, Mariota is still questionable. It, Mariota can't throw. They, they said it publicly that he still can't make some throws. Yeah, like yeah. I, I just, I just really don't believe in the Titans more than anything. I mean, yeah. Well, how the tides have turned. At one point, King was Mr. Mariota. Mariota I still Mariota like Mariota. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, I like Mariota, and I'll stick on the Mariota. I believed in Mariota, and he wasn't what I thought he was going to be, but. Even even taking Mariota out of it, they're not a good team, and he can't throw, which they've admitted publicly. And Blaine Gabbert is definitely injured, so like, who's their quarterback? No one. That's my point. So I'm gonna take this game every day. Yep. 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 Um, so moving on to our money line uh, selections for the week, I really like the Vikings. Plus two forty-five in this game, and it's not really about the Rams. It's more about the Vikings being such a good team that at almost two point five times my money, I can't not bet on them. Like they're so good, and I, I think the Rams are probably going to win this game. But they're the this line is sort of disrespectful towards the Vikings. I think the Vikings are a little bit better than this, so I, I would take good value out of this one. Yeah, I think that's I think that's going to be a great game. Honestly, I think it's a preview of the NFC Championship game. Assuming the Eagles kind of don't really figure it out. But at this juncture, I would say that's what we're looking at. I think the Vikings are going to have a fucking fire under their ass after the embarrassing display they put on against the Bills. Yeah, that was shocking. So I kind of expect them to bounce back. And I also expect the Rams to come back down to earth a little bit against an elite defense like that. So, uh, you know, I kind of like the Vikings to actually cover in that game. Yeah, I don't hate that pick. I, I don't think they're going to win, personally. I think the Rams are the best team in the NFL by, uh, by a little bit right now. I think they're the most complete football team uh, 
both so I, both on, on defense, I mean they're leaps and bounds ahead of the Chiefs right now. Both I'm just betting I'm just betting I'm just betting on the Rams that they're not gonna go sixteen and zero and that they might lose. Right. Them. And yeah, that this might just be that. the game they lose. And this is the best odds I'm gonna get on a good team like the Vikings. Like it, I, I'm with you. You know, I think the Vikings have a chance to knock them off, but I, I don't think it's that great of a chance. That's fair. The one thing I will say is the Rams keep to leave ankle surgery. He's out for like an indefinite amount of time. He's going to be out. I don't know if Marcus Peters is going to be playing, but I know he got hurt too. A little banged up in the secondary when he got weapons like Theon and Stefan Diggs out there and Kirk Cousins, who's shown he's, 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 he's capable. He's, he's shown he's competent. Yeah. So I, I like for those guys to kind of feast out there against a depleted secondary. That's actually a good point. They're both going to be out for several weeks. It looks like. Um, so that's, that's something to consider. And backup corners playing. Lamarcus Joyner is a good player. He'll, he'll be able to handle his own slot, but we'll see. Uh, Slenderman, you got a you got a money line pick? <laughs> yeah. So my uh, my Twizzlers twisted money line pick of the week <laughs> uh, <laughs> is going actually to be the, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Um, not a huge underdog, but a plus 125 at Oakland. Uh, I am buying into the Baker Mayfield magic here. Uh, and I think they get their second in a row here and beat who I actually think may end up being the worst team of football the Oakland Raiders this year uh, on the road and get, get actually very surprisingly above 500 for the Cleveland Browns uh, four games into the year. Um, the, very, the very bizarre 2 1 1 record, uh, but I think they'll take it. Uh, I mean, I just think Oakland is fucking terrible, and Derek Carr might end up being one of the worst five quarterbacks in the NFL by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally out on Derek Carr as well. I think he's a bum. I will say that I still think that the Browns are kind of like, you know, I hate to use the, the mainstream. Turn, but a dumpster fire. Like Baker looks electric and everything. I think Hugh Jackson doesn't really know what the fuck he's doing. A team will have a chance to have a week to game plan for Baker Mayfield. And I don't know why I always think this, but I just think that the Raiders are kind of overdue to have an offensive output. Amari Cooper, like Amari Cooper's too good not to fucking do so. Like get, like someone get him the ball. I know, but Cars just not throw the ball. Yeah, like I think I just want to talk myself into Amari Cooper, all, like be like, and it's just never gonna happen. I think as a podcast, I think we're all out on Derek Carr. I think we're all. I mean, he's just horrible. Yeah, I think we're all. I think as a podcast, I think we can say confidently as a podcast that our first anti of our entire careers. Is going to be we're we're an anti Derek Carr podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our first one. There will be there will be many people we're anti, but the first one is going to be Derek Carr. Do they do they have to pay him out for his whole contract? Even yeah. if, even if they were to like walk away from him. Fraud. For the most part. Fraud. That's fraud. He's a he's a fraud. Dude, my only thing on the Browns, though, man, I I think their defense is legit. So does that give Donald the pass for his terrible performance? I I I think that is actually being a little bit undersold for Donald playing plays. Their yeah. defense has actually been good in all three of their games. They shut down the Steelers, See, then they held the Saints to like twenty points, and then they totally shut down Donald. Thank but you. Like, I think that's almost to be expected. When I mean, they're, you got to think that front seven is, 
is pretty damn fucking good. Like, Miles Garrett is getting pressure on the quarterback. Like, and one of the four dropbacks. Let's, let's not forget about his poetry. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, the Browns' defense is incredibly solid. They forced Big Ben to throw, like, what, five interceptions. And granted, that was kind of in a typhoon, but they handled them. They should have beaten the Saints. They held Drew Brees to, what, 18 points, like, excluding overtime. But that's a dynamic offense that they kind of, right. you know, put in their place on the road. Moose, so I, I don't think you got into this earlier, but I think you need to let the world in on your uh, your Ben Roethlisberger take. Early season Ben Yeah, so, yeah, real quick, touch on the Steelers. I know we went on them before, but early season Big Ben. I think people hit the panic button a little too fast on the Steelers. Big Ben, like, you really think he was taking many snaps in training camp? Like, yeah. fuck no. He wasn't practicing. He was fucking around, like, eating some wings on the sideline. Like, he, it'll take... Sexually assaulting. Yeah, like, <laughs> just, like, shoving girls down in, like, the bathroom stalls. Yeah. Uh, Creeping out Stormy Daniels. You guys heard right. about that? Yeah, but I think it, it takes him, like, a handful of games to, like, get back on the swing of things. Like, he'll get there. And I think, I mean, we talked about their pieces before. We don't need to get into it again. But I think Ben will be fine. He showed it last night. He was fucking sick. But I, I, I do want to bring up, now that we're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, I, I do want to bring up the Stormy Daniels piece that was released. Big Ben was referenced in this? That it said Donald Trump asked Ben Roethlisberger to walk Stormy Daniels home. What? And Stormy Daniels was so scared the entire fucking time because Ben Roethlisberger's a fucking creep. And then, like, insisted on walking her to her room and, like, insisted on her, like, giving him a kiss goodnight and, like... It was a rough story. I mean, listen, I cannot say I'm surprised by any of that. It is a yeah. rough story. But Not uh, a good look for Big Ben. Yeah, so my uh, my money line pick will be a team that goes against Big Ben twice a year from the AFC North. Uh, I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals, plus 195 at the Falcons. I actually think the Bengals are, like, kind of good. I think AJ, AJ Green should be playing. I know he's kind of fighting an injury, but the latest I saw is that he should be playing. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon is a top five rusher in the he's, league right now. He's hurt. He's, not he's hurt. Well, he's still good. That's what made me confident enough to go with him. I think. But yeah, I like the Bengals at the Falcons. I don't know. I think the Bengals have a pretty good offense. Dalton's looked good to start the year. JP, do you pick? I'm actually kind of with you on the Bengals, Dewey. I, I kind of do think they're a little bit sneaky good right now. Yeah, no one's really talking about them. Marvin Lewis. <laughs> and Ben Roethlisberger yeah, told him that he was like, like the big sweaty guy who like box. corners the one girl who's at the dive bar and doesn't let her leave kind of vibes. Big Ben? Follows her to the bathroom. Oh, most you know. definitely. All right, JP, you have a, you have a money line bet? I do. You guys, you guys have a lot of the really good ones. I don't know, I don't know how, how, how confident I am about this one, but what do you guys think about... Uh, Texans get their first win this week against the Colts with a plus one. I like it. I was thinking about that as well. I actually kind of like it. Yeah, I was going to take that as my lock. Yeah, I I, I really like the Texans to get a win. Um, I thought they were going to be better than this early in the year. And uh, if they can get pressure with their defensive line on Andrew Luck, you know, that that I think is going to be the key for them winning this game. Absolutely. Yeah, Luck is just not really, like, he hasn't really shown that he's back yet. And, and it's not, not a good to expect. It's not, it's not yeah, like, other than T.Y. Though. Hilton, like, he's not working with all that much. Yeah. Like, who is their running back? Like, Marlon Axman injured. So, like, we already talked about the Indianapolis like, running back situation. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't have done <laughs> 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 don't get, don't get Slenderman started over there. 
I won't get him riled up. I know his ears are perking up and he's ready. I, I'm a little surprised. Here comes the Colts head coach. I say it's, it's, it's starting to trigger on this a little bit. Frank Reich can coach, man. That guy, he can design an offense. Wait, you can say something nice about Indianapolis? Wait, Frank and Reich. That, that, that Colts yeah. offense, though, roster-wise, personnel is trash. It's garbage. It's pretty bad. Andrew Walker, yeah. I mean, poor guy. Really not working with a whole lot there. Their defense is much improved, though. Yeah, but the Texans are due. Yeah, I can see fucking Watt having, like, a four-sack yeah. day. All right, I think we should move into our uh, over-unders. Uh, over-unders. Our over-unders for this week. Um, I actually... I'm going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to give you a special. I'm going to give you two overs to hit. To Whoa, this what, did, what did the listeners do to deserve this? Listen. <laughs> well, when they listen. They'll realize they can make money. They're not, they're, they might not be listening yet, but when they listen, they're going to realize they can make some money here. And um, will come in hurts. I like the Dolphins-Patriots over at 47 and a half. Mm. I, like, I like Tom Brady to go out and have a big day, but I also think the Dolphins can actually score a little bit on offense this year. Um, so I, I like this game to be a little bit high scoring. And I like them each to, you know, be able to get over pretty much 50. I would take that pretty, pretty high, too. Um, and then the second one that I really like is a 425 game, New Orleans at the New York Giants. I like this game to go over 50 easily. I've looked through the Saints schedule, and I've just seen they absolutely, they score. They can fucking score. And this Giants defense is okay. It's not great. But the Giants also have weapons on the offensive end, and the Saints haven't really been able to stop anybody. Gave up like 37 to Atlanta last week. So for me, I really like both of those games, both of those overs. That's that's two teams that would like to get into a shootout. Yeah, exactly. They would, they would go into yeah, absolutely. Game. Which is they, why they it's going to turn into a slop fest. To a shootout. Yeah. No, I see all four of those teams would go into those games looking for shootouts. Yeah, that's, that's what they want. That's their preferred type of game. Yeah, I mean, true. I, I kind of like the Giants Saints pick as well, for all the reasons. Like Saints have a good offense. I think once Eli gets it going, like Odell had a ton of receptions last game, over a hundred yards receiving. Saquon is just ready to burst at any fucking given play. He's uh, looked incredible. So I kind of I agree with that. Over uh, Miami, New England. I don't. Th- I mean, I think Miami's offense. I think they've squeaked by her the most. Like, no one's really giving them too much credit, and then people are like, oh, we're not giving the Dolphins credit, but, like, I think it's justified that they're not getting credit because they've squeaked out three wins against questionable teams at best. Uh, so I'm kind of really out on the Dolphins. I think they're frauds, but I just but, I can't but see the Patriots carrying the load. I think you also have to factor into that that the Patriots' defense is the worst we've seen the Patriots' defense look in a while. They're pretty slow at the linebacking, at the linebacking core. Donta Hightower can't do it like he used to. Those injuries have really weared on him. Both teams have been able to get the ball on the outside against the Patriots. Look at the Jaguars last week. They were able to run a lot of different screens and a lot of short passing routes because they knew that the, the they, they just don't have the linebackers to cover them. Slenderman, what are you looking at? Uh, I don't really love any of these. Dude, neither do I. Um, I was just thinking I really don't fuck with many of these at all. Um... I gotta say, I, I kind of like the under on the Eagles-Titans game. Um, I don't think Tennessee is going to be able to score at all on the Eagles. Um, I like that. Very I like that to play quarterback and he can't throw it for 15 yards. I think that's a huge recipe for disaster against them. I like that. But I, also, 
I also don't think Wentz is totally ready to be running all around yet. And I think Tennessee, um, their defense, I really do think is pretty real. So I would go the under on that. But, I mean, that's going to be close. That's only a 41-point under. Like, that's a low game already. Um, aside from that, there's not much I like. Well, maybe under on the on the Ravens Steelers as well. Yeah, I mean that always, that, that always goes under in the NFC, the AFC North brawl, like you know nine to six types of games, a little like twelve to seven in there somehow. Yeah, but I, I stick with the under on the Eagles Titans. I think. All right, um, I'm gonna roll with the Vikings Rams over forty nine and a half. I think for the reasons talked about before. The Rams not having two of uh, two of their starting cornerbacks like is going to be a, a huge issue for them. I think uh, Cousins will be able to kind of have his way on the outside, and at the same time, no one is stopping the Rams defense or offense anytime soon. Sean McVay just is in, such an incredible coach; just draws up plays for them every single time, getting their playmakers in space. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup, like. Tons of really good dynamic players out there, and golf has been slinging it perfectly. So I think kind of both of them have strong offenses, and they'll really it'll be a, a shootout for sure. That's why I'm liking the over on that. I like that. It's Thursday night this year has actually kind of been high scoring since week one. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I feel like it's harder as a defensive player on a short week than it is as an offensive player. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I agree. Also, short that uh, that game will be. Played in LA, so it's going to be perfect weather. It's tough to be a defensive player in NFL this year. Period. hundred uh, percent. It's, it's going to be tough, and it's also going to be tough to bet the under on the Rams at any point this season. Yeah. At any point, you know, I, I think, they'll put up forty-one. I think Moose, you're right. I think Moose, you're right that, that they could easily put up forty themselves. They could put up. Yeah. There's not going to. Yeah. There's not many games where they're scoring under thirty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I, I just I wouldn't bet the under in any game with uh, with the Rams involved. Yeah, I agree on that. JP, you got the over under you like for us? Yeah, so I like the under for the Chargers 49ers game. I just I just think that offense is going to be on life support for 49ers this week. I don't yeah, see CJ Beth hard I don't, yeah. Yeah, I just don't see them scoring a lot of points. So I think I think that'll stay under 47. Unless they can get Jay Cutler in there. Jay Cutler coming out of vacation, no training, no playbooks. Jay Cutler coming in hot, baby. In Cigarette hot. in his mouth. Dropping <laughs> 20. Giving zero fucks. That game has like 30 to 10 written all over it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll, that's exactly what it's the, the only reason why I might look at the over is just because I think the Chargers might get there themselves. Right, I, I agree. I think the Chargers are the threat there. I, I don't think there's any chance the 49ers score more than 17 points. And like, I don't think there's any chance the 49ers get a double digits this week. I agree. Yeah. Like, and I think I, they're sticking to the single digits yeah, this week. I, that's why I, I, like, I, I like the under just because one of those teams is not going to be scoring. I know we're all on the right. same page, which makes me think that the Niners are going to go out there and just fucking <laughs> pair it up and like win. We're just going to be like with our thumbs up our ass. Like, all right, we're not going to be the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't be the only ones. Right. My only thing is, I bet that, char- that 49ers defense starts to come out a little hyped up because they know they got to play well. And if they just play well for a quarter, then that's enough to pretty much keep that game at an under, I think. You, What do you think that locker room is like right now? You think they're like, fuck, the season's like... I mean, it's got to be rough. It's got to be, morale's got to be so low on that team. Right. Alright, 
So I think we're gonna. Especially go ahead. after bringing in Jake Cutler, like, oh my god, it's not gonna make it like, better. Or I, I don't even know who else, who else they're looking at, but it's gonna be in that level of like ridiculousness. Yeah, just ridiculousness. I know. So I mean, just fucking at that point, you might as well work out Kaepernick. Whoa. Don't bring in Cutler. Yeah, I, I mean, I would definitely want Kaepernick. I think uh, if I'm them, I would definitely look at Kaepernick. I mean, Cutler played more recently. He did, but I mean, Kaepernick played. But I remember, but the thing least. is, I remember Cutler playing more recently, and that's not a good thing for Cutler because I don't remember good things. CJ, CJ, what's his name? Beth Hart. Beth, Beth Hart. That guy's not putting up more than ten points. No, he's <laughs> no way. No JC, no way. CJ Beth Hart gets the double digits this week. No, no way. way. <laughs> I feel very confident. Yeah, yeah, no fucking way. No fucking way. Is that guy gonna even touch the thirty yard line and do the side of the field? No. I don't know. No. Not a good punter. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so I think we should move to our uh, our lock our locked in picks of the week. The lock it in pick. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll go first. I'm going to move back to something Moose brought up earlier on his spread bet. I'm going to go ahead and lock it in that Philadelphia is winning against Tennessee. Give me minus four. The Eagles defense is going to come out, have a statement win. My, uh, I'll go into my lock of the week. I like, no, I don't like, I love the Steelers minus three against the Ravens at home, Sunday night football. I think their offense is finally getting going. They showed last night on Monday Night Football in primetime that, you know, Big Ben's looking a lot better. He's airing the ball out. James Conner looks capable enough. And I also don't think the Ravens are that particularly good. I still think Joe Flacco's a bum regardless of, like, his Super Bowl or whatever the fuck argument you want to make. And I don't think they have too many weapons on the outside. I'm team anti-Alex Collins uh, forever. So I think all those factors. I like the Steelers to kind of win big on Sunday night. I do actually like the Steelers. They're like... Really, they're they're minus three and a half, and I'm seeing like plus one hundred five right now. Yeah. I thought it was pretty nuts. Uh, I agree. I, I think the Steelers. I think they're they will take care of the Ravens at home. There. I mean, the, the Ravens always just seem to have everybody else's retreats playing receiver for that. Yeah, what is you know? John, John Brown out and Mike Wallace out there? Like, you know, the right. Ravens leaders. I think that John Brown actually is probably a good fit with Flacco because Flacco likes those little guys who can run. Oh, my God. Yeah, they said that so many times, though, about every other fucking retread that's been there, like you said. But I feel like most of those guys have played well there. Like, even Mike Wallace played well there. He's pretty garbage. Corey Smith. Tori Smith played well there. Don't say uh, Anquan, he was a beast anyway. Yeah, Steve Smith is different. Yeah, Steve Smith would fight you right now. Alright, Slenderman, you got a lock? Yeah, my lock of the week, I actually kind of already touched on it. I've got the Texans plus one and a half, uh, or even straight money line, pick them wherever that game kind of settles at. Uh, he gets Indy. I'm a big boxing guy. I think he's he's gonna need some time getting back from this injury. I think it was kind of disservice starting it to start doing this, didn't have another option like the Eagles do. Um, so he kinda of had to try out there and there's gonna be a little bit of growing pains this year with him, I think. Uh, but I think they get on the board this week at Indy because it's a must win game and, and I think they, they show up this week and get that victory. Everyone is a must win game, Slenderman, come on. Speaking of speaking of uh, speaking of Deshaun Watson, I'm going to try really hard not to judge him, 
until we get to about week seven. I think he really needs some time to get acclimated, get back into the game. And I don't. I think like you, I don't think they would have started him if they had another option. They didn't. And I think he's really going to need some time to get healthy. So I'm going to try to not judge him until later in the season because I do think he had a really good rookie year, and I'm hoping he can get back there. I agree. But he, but he, he didn't have one of these off-season, preseason tears. He tore it in, like, week, I think it was, like, week eight or nine or something like that. Yeah, it was middle of the year. Maybe not that. But it was pretty deep in the year. Like, you know, it, it, I, I would have been more cautious. But I think Bill O'Brien, obviously, is coaching for his job. Uh, I'm going to go for for my lock of the week here. I'm going to go with the Jaguars to beat the Jets. I think, you know, hey. no, don't hurt me you two. Wait, are you taking that with the points? I would take that with the points, yeah. I would take that with the points. I think it's a solid bet. I think, I think as good as Darnold looked, this is the best defense in the league. That's a, a tough ask for any rookie quarterback, no matter who they are to go in there and, and do well against that team. I think Jaguars at home cover that spread. No way. Jets are winning outright. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree, but I have faith in Sammy as a, f- a full, you know, week-plus repair. I think the, the defense will be a little more well-rested. They were gassed in the second half of that game. Hopefully... I don't know why I'm giving Todd Bowles any faith to rally any type of troops. I think Jamal Adams will rally the troops more than Todd Bowles will. I like Jamal to get the team back on track and uh, show out to at least cover. I mean, the Jets need to stop this fucking gimmicky ass playbook. The Jets play, I mean, the Jets play calling has been atrocious. Jeremy Bates has been like walking with his, his young child, Sam Darnold, on a leash like to the school bus. Like, he's just being an overbearing parent in terms of his play calling, like, trying to keep the screen passes underneath shit. Like, you got to let Darnold just, like, throw it down the field a little bit more. Like, just run normal routes. I agree on that. The Jets need to hire Dino. That's just, that's the end of the story. Okay. The Je- All right, two things that will make the Jets Super Bowl contenders. Uh, trade for Ronald Jones and sign Dino <laughs> Bader as your coach. Those are the two missing pieces. <laughs> That's a, that's so, Jones would take you guys to the top. He's what we need to get to the next level. <laughs> that is such a leap. Hey, King, I think you need to get a Ronald Jones jersey. <laughs> that's what you need. And a, a fat head for your room with <laughs> Exactly, for your new place. Right above your bed. Hi, this is uh, this is fathead.com. Uh, yeah, all of a uh, Ronald Jones fat. Uh, who, who is that, sir? Um, yeah, uh, Ronald Jones will be like, oh, we don't know him. And King will be like, he was good in college, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, so that's going to have to be a custom order. <laughs> Can you send in a photo?